Good evening, listeners, and welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 22nd of September 2023. And we have plenty to go through over the next hour in terms of previewing the weekend of sport here in Tipperary. Of course, we've reached the business end of the county football championships in both the intermediate and senior and junior A football championships. Lots of quarterfinals and relegation semifinals to look forward to and preview over the next hour. We're also going to be looking ahead to quarterfinal weekend in the county senior camogie championship and also semi-final weekend in the ladies football championship so it's really getting down to the business end as i said of all these championship games and we're going to be previewing some of those over the next hour or so now just a bit of a disclaimer before we get the show properly underway um i am as we are as you're listening to this i am over in paris at the ireland versus south africa uh, game flying out on thursday it is wednesday as i'm recording so just in case there's been any uh, fixture changes or anything like that between uh, Wednesday and Friday uh, please uh, note that if myself and Anthony Shelley or Geraldine Canan or Tony Smith or whoever I'm talking to over the next hour if we mention a game that is uh, at the wrong date or the time has been changed or something like that or the venue has changed uh, just uh, keep it in mind that this was recorded on Wednesday as I said I'm over in Paris at uh, Ireland versus South Africa so um, as I'm recording all the uh, information is up to date but uh, that doesn't take away from our previews nonetheless so as I said county quarter final weekend in the senior football championship and intermediate and junior A championship and to preview all of those games I'm joined on the line by Anthony Shelley Anthony you're welcome to the show yeah thanks Paul we're down to the uh, quarterfinal stages now in the, the senior and intermediate football championship. And we also got some uh, tasty looking relegation matches happening this weekend. So a lot to go through. Of course, the Junior A uh, county quarterfinals also taking place ac- across this weekend and into next week as well. But uh, we'll start with the senior. We'll start with Saturday. Two semifinals uh, down for decision. Lockmore Castellani versus Moyle Rovers at half past one. And then at four o'clock, we've Clamel Commercials versus Ballinas. So two really fascinating fixtures. We'll start with this one in Golden at half past one on Saturday. Um, it's it's a strange kind of meeting of these two teams. Usually they're both on flying form and things like that. Lockmore um, lost their first game to Mike Harkey, came back and beat Ardfinnan and Ballina the last day. And for Moyle Rovers, they had to beat Ballyporeen to stay out of relegation and they found themselves into a quarter final. So... Um, in terms of form, these two teams aren't maybe as strong uh, at the minute as they have been previously. No, um, you know the Lockmore, Lockmore, like probably the the shock of the shock of the decade when they when they lost to Mike Carrick, but and then they they went out against Ardfin and they could have easily found themselves in a, in trouble coming up the half time. They were they only went in a point down, but in reality, Ardfin and should have been four or five ahead. But since after half time, they were back to the, back to themselves, back in the old lot more, and thought they were very good at that second half against Arfin, and then against Bana the last day. While they may not have played with their best, their know-how got them through the game, and and they they were deserved winners by by a point or two. Uh, my Rovers have have struggled uh, throughout the championship, but a much improved performance the last day, probably helped by. The arrival home from Dubai of Peter Atchison and uh, Peter offers them that that drive and leadership in the middle of the field. Now, at this stage, we don't know whether Peter will be there. Um, will be there on, on Saturday in Golden, but uh, if he is, it, it makes this a really fascinating, a really fascinating contest. My own view on it is I have a slight see for a lot more, but I don't say that with any real confidence. Uh, it could be one that. Anyone going to Golden could be there for an extra 
half an hour after extra 20 minutes is, is, is easily one you could see going to extra time. Yeah, and, and for Lockmore, like we've heard, of course, they're into a Hurland semi-final against Tardis Arsuz in two weeks' time as well. But um, Noel McGrath with a bit of a hamstring injury at the minute. So we kind of all are aware of his loss when it comes to, to the Hurland side of things. But for people who maybe haven't seen Lockmore play football in the last couple of years, um, he's going to be a big loss to, the, to their football team if he's not right. 100% this weekend. If, 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 he, if he doesn't take the field on Saturday, it'll be a huge loss. Noel has been one of the best footballers in the county over um, over the last few years. Obviously, better known as a hurler, but a, a fabulous footballer. And just like he provides the, the, the know how, the craft, the leadership that Lockmore, that Lockmore needs. So, you know, if, if they are to get through, it will be very much dependent on Noel's appearance on the field. So that one's at half past one in Golden on Saturday. Then at four o'clock, very fascinated uh, to see how this game is going to go. Uh, it's on in Templemore at four o'clock. The reigning County Senior Champions Clamell Commercials against the reigning Intermediate Champions Ballina. And uh, Ballina have had a really good return to, uh, or not even return, I suppose, a uh, debut season in the uh, championship so far. Um, lost out to Lockmore in the last day of the group stages, but of course they're missing a, a couple of three kind of key players. I don't think Stephen O'Brien played that day or Tom Lee um, or Charlie King on that day. So um, if they can get some of those lads back now, I believe they're missing David Kelly, so he will be a, a big loss for Ballina this weekend. But uh, yeah, what's your what's your take on this one, Anthony? How do you see this one going? Yeah, um, as you say, Ballina have been the story of the championship and a welcome addition. They've led up the championship really um, uh this year, welcome edition, but this might be just a step too far. Um, they, as you say, a lot of them, David Kelly would be a big loss. He's been raking up big scores for the for them or over the group stages, and um, but this this might be just a step too far. Like they they won't have played a team that moves the ball as quickly as as what commercials have. So it'll probably be just have to chalk it down to a learning experience. This is, it's probably the draw that Ballinard didn't want. But the flip side of that is it's probably the draw that Clonmel Commercials did want because they haven't been tested in their last two games, winning them by 20-odd points on both occasions. So they will need a test, and they will certainly get it against Ballinard. But I think when the scores are totted up at the end, Clonmel will just have a couple of points too much for, 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 for Ballinard. Yeah, and uh, I, I, Clonmel, when I saw St. Mary's play, um, against Garden Who, Cahill Dealey went off injured that game, as did Ross Peters. So um, I'd imagine, I'm not too sure in the in the past two weeks if they got back to, to full fitness, but uh, there are definitely two players that are important to this commercials team. Yeah, but I suppose unlike um, other teams, Clamell have the bench. Um, you know, I mean, in one of the games there, I think they brought on five subs, three of them were county players. So um, Ross Peters uh, would be, a, well, both of them would be huge loss because they're both fabulous players. But uh, Ross Fleas would be a huge loss because if he's he's the man that they assigned to to do the dirty work for them, like and um, if if a, if a man needs marking, Ross would be the man to that they would assign to to man mark somebody from the opposition. So he will both be a huge loss. But Ross in particular, he does the the the, the unpaid and unpensionable work as they say, and um, be a huge loss. But even even if the two of them were out. Uh, I still think that commercials they have the bench, they have you know they probably can call at about twenty three or twenty four players that can come in and fit comfortably into the side where a lot of the other teams are probably working off you know maybe seventeen or eighteen players that can do that yeah. and uh, 
you know, yeah, it just think Tom Bell will have too much from it. You know, Ballina, it's funny, this is their, it's nearly a home game from at this stage. This is their, they've only played four games in the championship, or this will be their fourth game in the championship, and the third of them that they've played in Templemore. So they will be familiar to the surroundings. So if that means anything, it might be worth a point or two to them. Yeah, and, and speaking of uh, of Templemore, J.K. Brackens and Killinall. Uh, are the third of the semi-finals. This one's on that Sunday at half past one in Cashel, and uh, the other game on Sunday, then the final uh, of the four quarter-finals. It's Upper Church Ramban against Kilshiel and Kilcash. That's at four o'clock in Borhalahan on Sunday. The interesting thing about both of these games is all four teams have maybe an eye on next weekend, uh, or in you know in the hurling championships as well. They're all still have big games to play in the hurling championships, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, just lineups and and things like that because at this time of the year, um, especially with the teams that are in relegation and things like that, they don't want um, to be players injured. And but these are all massive games. So we have half past one in Cashel Brackens against Killinall. Brackens, of course, going to be facing uh, Upper Church uh, or Cyclonality in the hurling relegation semi final, and uh, Killinall are into the semi finals of the Premier Intermediate hurling. But uh, football wise, um, your own club Brackens against Killinall here. Two clubs that I would say will fancy it against one another. Absolutely, yeah. Now, just on the fourteenth, you mentioned four good dual clubs, so they will take it week on week. So there'll be no this week. There'll be there'll be no thinking of the hurling the following week. You, you know, you'll deal mm. with that in the morning. So, um, Bracken's killing all traditionally very very close between them. The last two meetings that we that we had. Um, Killing all beat one one in two thousand eighteen or nineteen by beat us by a goal and then we met them two years ago, I think it was in twenty twenty one. Uh and we beat them by a point. So generally there's nothing between them. Uh JK Brackens we've been very hot and cold this year. Um in the first half against Rockwell last week, or in the last round, we were as good as I've ever seen us play. We were absolutely outstanding and we kicked up a kick three ten in the first half, like which is serious scoring. But then we turn around in the second half and then he scored three points. Like on a beautiful day, you can't blame wind or anything like that. It was a fabulous day. Um, so uh, we would need to concentrate for the hour and play play for the hour uh, against Killing All, who themselves have been very very impressive. They I've seen them play Arville in the first game and. They were they were very good. Now they lost to Upper Church granted in the rag on on a night that you could nearly write off because it was monsoon like conditions yeah, out there. That wasn't that but nearly wasn't even a football match that night. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. water polo or something maybe. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then then the last their last game, God, I forget who 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 they played in, but they, I did see they were very very good. Uh, won by 15 or 16 points. They're absolutely outstanding that day. And Paul Fee leading the way. Um, he's He's been on fire this this year. So um, it's a very hard one to call. Like, I have a slight fancy, obviously, for, for J.K. Brackens. But, um, it was care that said last year, day. Just to... Yeah, care, that's who it was. Yeah. But uh, and what was really impressive that day was um, they went chasing down care, forcing turnovers, when they got the turnover, you were getting the fist pump like they were really up for it. Like, and that's a team that, you know, they have Declan Fanning over them. And if ever a team played in the image of their of their manager, it seems to be killing all this year. So it, it's a hard one to call, but you'd be hoping that I'd be hoping that Jacob Brackens they have an awful lot of pace in their side, and that might be the difference in the end. Um, the um, 
we I'd be hoping that we get over the line there by a couple of points. Yeah, that's at half past one on Sunday in Cashel. Four o'clock then, the final of the four quarterfinals in Borland at four o'clock on Sunday. Upper Church Drumban last year's beaten finalists, of course, taking on Kilsheel and Kilcash. Uh, very interesting matchup here. Um, Upper Church have won all three of their games coming into this and getting to a final last year. They'll be looking to to keep that momentum going in this football championship and get back to the semi-final stages. Upper Church have snuck into this kind of under the radar and they come into it unbeaten. Like, and there's very few people talking about them because they haven't, you know, raked up the big scores. Um, they just just went about their business in a nice, kind of professional way. Um, they, I think, they're the sort of team that will just beat what's in front of them. They're never going to beat anybody by by too much, and even if they lost. A game they're never going to lose by too much. They just play what's in front of them. Uh, fascinating game this because Sheelan, again, a team like my Rovers that needed to win the last day to avoid relegation, and here they are now in the county quarter final. Um, they have they have a good outfit. Um, they have scorers all over the field, which I suppose Upper Church probably depending a bit too much on, on the Shannons. I think I counted it up there before we came on. They, they've accounted for 73. Paul and Luke Shannon accounted for 73% of the upper church scores. So um, that's something that if I can figure that out in, in two seconds on the internet and they're concealing with their video analysis, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have taken note of that as well. Um, um, but you know what? Jack Butler is, is, is away on his travels for upper church, and I think he is a very, very important player to him. I think it'd be a huge loss. Um, I presume he won't be. They won't be doing the mile rovers on it and, uh, and flying them home from Dubai or whatever. But um, the the huge loss that makes it even a more interesting game. But just I have a slight fancy for 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 Upper Church. Uh, but I don't say that with any great confidence. Yeah, so that would uh, um, put Upper Church back into the semi-finals, the last of the four quarter-finals, as we said, on Sunday. But if we go back to Saturday now, because as big as those four games that we just talked about are, these games are massive as well, because it's the uh, uh, relegation semi-finals, but the losers of these games are getting relegated, and uh, the winners will go into a relegation final, which is kind of uh, the opposite of how relegation semi-finals usually work. So with four, three of these four teams in the relegation semi-finals getting relegated, if you lose here on Saturday, you're gone. So one o'clock in Cap White, Aerogan-Acarthy versus Arvale Rovers. And in Feathered at half past two on Saturday, it's Rockwell Rovers versus Mike Burris. Um, this is going to be real tense stuff, I, I suppose, here for both of these games, Anthony. Yeah, three West teams involved as well, which is interesting, like the first one. Aero Garaville, you know, uh, a local derby, more or less. Um, really hard one to call out. Cast Aero caught the Bersafe earlier on in the year when they beat Rome in the first round and then took a heavy heavy beating from, from Clownbell Commercial, which dragged them into this position where they are now. Aravel, funny enough, this, they were very poor in the first game, but have steadily improved and you know put up a good performance against in the second half against Upper Church last in the last game and only lost by a point or two for the finish. Um, it's it's you know with with these with these teams between the, these games between the teams in the West, you can never really call them. But you know what, I think Arabel might just have enough to to survive this one. Yeah, and uh, the other um, similar enough to 
to maybe Errol Ganacarthy, Mike Harkey Burris started off their championship with a win over Lockmore Castellani, so I don't think they would have thought they'd be finding themselves here in a relegation semi-final um, on that evening, but they're playing Rockwell Rovers here in Feathered at half past two on Saturday. What's your What's your take on that one? Yeah, I can only see one winner here. I think Rockwell will win this. I think ultimately when when these relegation games are, are, are like the two losers on Saturday are relegated and then there will be a final and the loser of the final will... Um, Will will be relegated with the winner surviving, and I would fancy. And what I've seen so far from all of these teams, I would fancy Rockwell to to be the team that will actually stay up in the end. Fascinating stuff in that senior uh, yeah. in relegation battles. Well, just switch our focus to the intermediate now. We've two games at quarterfinals on Saturday. We've two on Sunday. Um, on Saturday, we've got your overs against Mullinahone in New Inn at four o'clock. Then at half past four in Littleton, it's Thurles Sarsfields against Feathered. Just a quick word on both of these games. Mullinahone beaten finalists last year um, against uh, playing against Galtier Rovers now. And uh, this Thurles Sarsfields team playing Feathered were Junior A champions last year. Seem to have settled into the grade well. But Feathered had a big win underage in the under-19 South final against uh, Clonmel Commercial. So they'll feel uh, that they'll have a say in this championship like yet. Yeah, like that was a huge win for Feather, and they, you know, they needed it. And I was talking to Philly Ryan after it, um, and he said it was a well-deserved. Like, well, commercials might say they missed a lot of chances, and if it was a well-deserved, Philly was saying it was a well-deserved win for for Feather. You know, uh, they took their chances. Commercials didn't. So, the basis of that and a rising tide lifts all boats is to say uh, Feather will be buoyed up by that. They will feel that. They can go a step further further in this championship. Uh, they won't get it handy against Saris on Saturday. It's in Littleton, isn't it, at four thirty? Yeah. And uh, they they won't get it handy there. But I think, uh, you know, Saris are in the semi final with the Hurland as well. And uh, you know, unlike what we were saying with the the clubs in the senior, they they may not risk lads that um, will be involved in the Hurland, which will they may be down one or two that that they, they would normally have if circumstances were different. So on the basis of that, I think Feder, I'd fancy Feder to get to the semi-final of, this, of, uh, uh, of the intermediate this time. And Mullinahone then against Galtier Rovers. Mullinahone um, finished hurling now for the year, so they might just put all their eggs and plenty of good footballers down there into, into this uh, intermediate and hope to go one step further than they did last year. Yeah, at this stage last year, Mullinahone started to come really good in the football. They got themselves to, to, to a county final. Um, uh, Galti have been impressive enough in, in their performances this year. Like their win over Ga- over Arlo was it was a big win for them, and then they they raked up a big score against um, uh, Sarsfields. That Sars- were granted an under under strength Sarsfields the last day, so really hard one to call. But on the basis of what we've seen so far, you'd have to you'd have to fancy Galti. But as you say, with Mulnohan out of the hurling now. Uh, and they've had a really good good year in the Hurland, so uh, things are obviously all good down in that camp. So you know it would be a tight enough game. But on the basis of what you've seen, seen so far, you'd have to be fancying Galaxy maybe to to just about get over the line here. Then Sunday, two o'clock in Care, Clamell Commercials against Aherlow, and at the same time in Ballingarry, Grange Mokler, Ballyneil against Moyne Temple Tui. Just your general take on both of those games. Uh, how do you see these playing out? Yeah, Tramel Commercials intermediate team. They're a very young team. They they would be a, make a lot of the players that were on that under nineteen team that we spoke of earlier uh, would make up make 
make up the bones of this commercials team like they, may, they might be seven or eight of them on it. Uh, Arlo, down from senior last year, very in, a very very experienced side with a lot of know-how in it with Barry Grogan and Mark Russell and these lads on it. Uh, it's you know funny if the game was was in the middle of June and a lovely sunny day and nearly be fancy in commercials, but uh, you know the the pitches at this time of the year, and particularly with the weather we have, levels everything, and uh, I think Arlo's know how will will get them over the line in that one, and in the other one I don't see uh, Grange Walker having too much bother against against my temperature in Ballingarry on Sunday. So as uh, as uh, Anthony said there, that's at 2pm in Ballangarry, uh, Grange Mokler Bally Neal against Moyne Temple 2. We also have just a couple of uh, Junior A um, quarterfinals taking place with Killadangan against Sean Tracy's on Saturday at 4 o'clock in Newport. And then we also have, uh, we await uh, Borhalahan Duala and Holy Cross Valley Cahill playing the mid-final Junior A on a Friday evening at, at, at 8 o'clock so we'll have to wait for that result to see uh, they're going to have a quick turnaround because yeah, uh, quick turnaround there, yeah. Duala or Holy Cross against Carrick Swan and uh, they also play I'm just trying to find the fixer in front of me um, the other team uh, will play St. Pat's uh, on Sunday St. Patrick's at, at 1 o'clock in Gurtnahoo so um, I believe there's also a game next Wednesday uh, at Arvale Rovers against uh, Ross Gray in the football that's in Drumban at 8 o'clock next Wednesday in the last of the four Junior A football uh, quarterfinals. So plenty of football going on over the weekend. And uh, Anthony Shelley, thanks for running through all those fixtures with us. And uh, thanks for joining us on Across the Line. Yeah, no problem, Paul. Thanks a million. Football analyst Anthony Shelley there giving us his take on all those games happening this weekend in the county football championships down to that quarterfinal stage. Plenty of games to look forward to this weekend. Now we're going to take our first ad break. We're going to be talking camogie after these. And you're very welcome back to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 22nd of September 2023. Now we're very much down to the business end in the County Camogie Championships quarterfinal weekend in the Senior Championship. Also, uh, three games happening in the Intermediate Championship as well, but down to the knockout stages in the Senior Grade. So I'm delighted to say to preview these games, I'm joined on the line by Geraldine Canan, Tipperary Camogie PRO. Geraldine, you're welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. So, Geraldine, it's, uh, it's set now after uh, the final game there on Monday. We know the pairings for this uh, quarter-final stage. Uh, first up, we'll look at the games on Saturday. Just one game on Saturday. Thurlis Sarsfields against uh, Aerog and Akarthi. And uh, this is a very interesting game. Thurlis are in fine form this year. Just the one loss out of their four games in the group stages, and that was to Drum and Inch. And it was a tight enough game for large periods of that game. So, this is the thirdest team that are very much coming and uh, this is a big chance for them now to possibly get into a semi-final. Yeah, look, Thurlis are going really well. I mean, they're making progress the last few years, but they have a new management this year and they seem to have responded really well to it. Plus, they have the likes of Lucy Purcell, Cueva Statham, some younger players, I suppose, that are up now able to play senior as well. Um, you know, they have a great backbone of a team there. Uh, Laura Lafnan at centre-back and um, Karen Kendi obviously in midfield and likes of Andrzej Lafnan at full forward so very strong down the spine but just have been going really well this year really good form I was really impressed with them against Drum and um, they just have to find another level I think this year and really go into their groove well Anna Carty just I think it's kind of the opposite I haven't seen to found the form that they had last year um, kind of stopped starting the game so far you know 
started well against Kickhams, but never, you know, let them back into it. And same against Boris Lee, winning well at half time, and Boris came back and gets draw. So look, you know, if you're going on far, might have Torles Arsenal as a slight favourites in this one. But Anacarty have plenty of talent. Sienna was Jean Kelly. I mean, if Jean finds the form that she had for the county during the summer, you know, she'd be very hard to mark. Um, but at the moment on farm, it's Torles that would be favourites. Yeah, and uh, like for Thurlis, we're always kind of speaking of Karen Kendi and how influential she is, um, both for Tipperary and for Thurlis. But they, uh, as you've mentioned there, they've had a, a big kind of injection of youth, and that can often be a, a big thing uh, to push a team forward. Yeah, look, they always have, you know, a few representatives on, on tip teams the whole time and at juvenile level. And, you know, there's a few just after coming together at the right time. I mean, Lucy Purcell played adult last year, but, you know, she's another year uh, older this year and, and, and you know, it's a fine forward. Queen Staken, this is her first year playing out of Camogie. And look, you know, you just have to look at who she's related to, you know, Connor and Dara that, to, to know the quality she has. So she's a really good big player for them this year as well. Um, but look, you know, Emma Carey, Casey McCormick, all those senior players, they're driving it on. They're driving Turles Arsenal's Camogie on for years, bought them up through the junior ranks up to senior but look in Karen Kendi I suppose in my opinion is the best Camogie player in Tipperary um, she's lording it there at midfield and you know and Carty are going to have to have a plan to stop her on Saturday Yeah I think was it a 3-3 three, three or something like that she got against uh, Burgess Duhara in, in, in the most recent game so like that's just a, an indication of the form she's in so that's on Saturday at 4 o'clock at Thurless playing at home in that game to Sunday now, we've drum an inch against Knockavilla, Dunnesky Kickhams at four down in drum. And at the same time in Clonalty, Clonalty Ross Moore hosts the Silvermine. So these are uh, the top of group one against the bottom of group four and the top of group one against uh, the, or the fourth seed, I should say, in group and the other group. So, um, you know, you're not expecting shocks in these games. You think if one team finish in top of the group against the team that's finished fourth in the group of five. So um, just on drum an inch, five in a row chasing team this year, uh, won all their all their games in the group. So, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's it's this is no new territory whatsoever for Drum and Inch, so they'll be well fancied here. Yeah, they will be well fancied. You know, I suppose other clubs will be looking to see have, have they gone back a bit this year, but I don't see any signs of that yet. They're they're beaten, they're winning their matches well, they're finishing games very strong. Um, Eamon McGrath moved into full forward, seems to be really working for them. Aoife out out midfield, and like Samarian Campion is playing well as well. So look, Drum are going well. But I suppose Kickhams, it's it, in one way it is a new territory for them. They would have never played them before. I suppose Knockville only up the last two years. I mean, Knockville have nothing to lose in this game. You know, they're drum, drummer there for them to try and take a scalp off them. They're coming into this game, I think, with confidence as well. I suppose people wouldn't have expected them, you know, to to beat Anacarty or or to get a result against Cashel, and they went and they did that and they did it well. And they're just a team that you know they're kind of hard to shake off, or difficult to, to to play against, and then. You know, in Emer Heffern and Creve McCarthy and Arena Friday, they're three really top class players. And um, you know, Drum will have to, t- you know, they'll have to turn up and they'll have to hurl. I mean, if if Drum, I think, if on the day the performance dipped, you know, by ten, twenty percent, and and Kickers played as well as we know they can play, you know, this won't be a foregone conclusion. But you know, you'd have to have Drum favourites. They're top of the group. They're they're going for five in a row. And um, you know, Kickhams, I suppose, finished bottom of their group, but they're just coming into it, you know, in good form. Kickhams and you know, Emer Heflin, top class free taker, Queen McCarthy can take shoot points from midfield. Arena, he- Arena Friday, really good centre back, but also she goes up to the forwards, which she does. She's hard to mark, but 
I think Trump probably will have the greater strength and depth. You know, they'll they'll have players maybe that will you know will cancel out those three players, and then they, they you know they've strength all over. Like Neil Tracy's coming back from injury. You know, Emer Cal, Maria Connolly in the backs. They don't really have any weakness in the team at the moment. But yeah. look again, you know, like you said, Kickums will be out to try and, and take a big scalp there, and Drum have to be focused, have to be tuned in, and ready for the battle. So that one's at four in Drum on Sunday. At the same time in Clonalty, as I was saying, Clonalty Ross Moore at home against Silvermines and. For Clonalty, I suppose um, winning this kind of elusive county final is is always going to be the big thing for those that have been finalists. I think uh, the last is a two, three years in a row um, beaten by Drum on each occasion. So they're coming back into the knockout stages now. They're home against uh, Silvermines who finished fourth uh, in Group 1. So um, Clonalty will be looking to just progress here. But um, they've been kind of impressive enough uh, throughout the year and even just a kind of a, a late win with some two late goals against Cashel the last day. But... Uh, Clonalty will be feeling that they're, they're going to be a different team now going into the knockout stages than what we saw in the group. Yeah, look, Clonalty and Silvermines, again, you know, there's going to be plenty of county players, uh, you know, on show, but I suppose Clonalty have the county senior players, Silvermines have, have a good few players that are on the junior panel, and that's kind of where they're at, that's kind of the difference between the two teams. I mean, Clonalty can call call and call to Van, you know, Courtney Ryan, Emer Lukeman, um, Casey, Casey Hennessy, so they have a lot of talent there. Um, probably... Probably haven't really found form either this year. Um, you know, it's, look, it's hard to know if they were qualified, obviously, against Cashel, but, you know, I'm sure they would have liked to have been, um, you know, maybe a bit better against Cashel and put that game, but, uh, you know, so a couple of players, you know, still to probably hit top form, but that could be part of their plan too, you know, maybe peak too soon last year, maybe they're eyeing up maybe semi-final and final, and they're happy enough the way it's co- coming along nicely. Um they're in a quarter finals. They will be, you know, hot favourites against Silvermines. But Silvermines, you know, they, they don't fear against. They never fear playing anyone. You know, like Ellen Canine, Bree Quinn. You know, they played against Drum obviously last weekend, and you know, Drum won convincingly in the end. But you know, for the first 30 minutes, there was nothing in that game. But I suppose that's where Silvermines' problem is. They, they have to be able to drive it on. They have to give 60 minutes. They have to be able to go toe to toe with the top team for 60 minutes, and they just need to find a bit more firepower up front. Um, and get the scores because they, they they have a lot of possession in any games they play. But I suppose don't put up a, you know scores against the top teams. But um, look, Clonty they're going to be turning to to Kosh. I think Courtney has been very good at centre forward all year for them. But they'll be turning to Courtney and Kosh again, middle of the field to drive it on. And and you know and you know obviously that that county title is, is their aim. But they need to to get past Silvermines and they need the performance as well. I think at the weekend. So that all leads us then to Monday evening. Uh, half past seven down in Bursley. Bursley at home to Burgess Duhara and Bursley up from the intermediate grade, um, win- intermediate champion, reigning intermediate champions uh, in the group stage. One, two, drew one and lost one. They're only lost coming to uh, Clonalty Ross Moore and uh, they drew it uh, and a Carthy late on um, uh, in the last round of games. But this is a really interesting matchup now because Bursley have been fairly impressive since coming up and uh, you know, Burgess Duhara have been in kind of transition for the last couple of years. So Really interesting. This is a real test to see where both teams are here. Yeah, this is a game that I find a hard to call a winner in this game, to be honest. Um, you know, Boris, they, they won the senior league. They actually bet Boris to hire in the league final. There wasn't much between the sides that day. Um, they started off the championship really good with a win, you know, over Cashel. And, you know, they've been getting the results since, uh, you know, win over Kickham's. Um, lost to Clonty, but they were, you know, they were out, I suppose, their key player in Nicole Walsh that day. And, uh, 
you know, came back and, and drew against Anacarty. So they'll be definitely delighted with how their, their, their championship is going so far. And um, I think at home as well, you know, they've great supporters. At home in Bursley on their lights on Monday, this, this, this game could be electric. You know, this could be a really, really good game. And um, look, Burgess O'Hara again, you know, they're, they're, they'd be happy enough to, to go into group stages. They missed out in the quarter final last year. Um, so I think they'll, they'll be looking to try to get to a semi-final this year. And, they, you know, they won't fear playing Boris. You know, there's great tr- tradition, obviously, in history in Boris Duhara. They won't have any... But they need to get their matchups right. You know, who's going to... You know, they can't have Julianne Burke dominating there. They can't have... Or Teresa Ryan. Can't give away frees. Nicole Walsh put them over all day. Um, I suppose Burgess, the only problem, I suppose, is that we're out here to matter. She's injured the last few games. And she's a massive loss. And... I think in their last game they put Cueva up to the forwards and you know she got got scores like she's in playing form and he's scored one three but I think they're going to need her in midfield you know to stop the likes of Teresa Ryan from Burris so if the Cueva's out in midfield you know the other forwards need to stand up and get to scores like Laura Reed and, and and Amy Kendi you know so it just depends you know will the Burris backs be too strong for them and then you know you go to the other end who's going to score for for Burris Lee Nicole obviously is excellent in the freeze after that they'll be looking at Eve. Ava Beavins and Aoife Ryan, but you know, will the likes of Ashley and Kremen and you know Gemma Grace, Kieran McHugh, will they be able to handle those those, those Boris forwards? So it's a very hard one to call, and you know, I wonder would the home crowd, the Boris home crowd, be enough maybe to tip it in their favour? But actually, this could be a really close one, and, and if either team won or if it was a draw, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and uh, obviously, Bursley uh, boasting two uh, all-star nominated players in their ranks with Julianne Burke and uh, Theresa Ryan there as well. So they're not going to be, uh, by any means, a, a soft touch for, for Burgess, of course, on Monday evening. So really looking forward to uh, a good slate of uh, senior quarterfinals over the course of the weekend. Uh, Geraldine Canan, thanks for joining us on Across the Line. Thanks, Paul. Tipperary Camogie Piero, Geraldine Canan there, looking ahead to a very busy weekend, an exciting weekend in the Tipperary County Camogie Championships. Now we're going to take another quick ad break. We're going to be talking ladies football and greyhound racing after these. And you're very welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 22nd of September 2023. Now we've plenty more action to preview over the next couple of minutes. So there's the Senior Ladies Football Championship is down to the semi-final stage. And to help preview some of these games over the coming weekend, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Tipperary Ladies Football selector Tony Smith. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Paul. Tony, we're very much down to the business end now of the uh, Senior Championship and Intermediate Championship. We'll get to those games in just a bit. But focusing on the Senior Championship double header of semi-final action on Sunday, uh, starting at 3 o'clock, we feathered against Galtier Rovers. Then at 5, it's Brian Bruce against Moyle Rovers. So we'll start with the first game, feathered. Uh, young team last year went to win the county championship came into this championship now and they're unbeaten from four games going up against uh, Galaxy Rovers this weekend. Have you been impressed with this uh, feather team throughout the year? I have indeed, Paul. And uh, they're still a very young team. I mean, with the exception possibly of three or four players, they, they could feel a, a, nearly a minor team, certainly an under-19 team. But they've been very impressive. And I suppose the thing that impressed me most about them is their ability to get scores, which is absolutely vital in this championship because uh, I think at the end of the day, that's going to be the deciding factor next Sunday, because <clears throat> I've seen Galtier Rovers three times this year, and on two occasions, I was very impressed with them. The night against commercials, they struggled a little bit, but they were quite impressive now against Brian Barouz and against Arlo, and I think they will put it up to Feathered, but I think overall, Feathered have that little bit too much for them. Yeah, and uh, looking at uh, like that Brian Barouz performance, 
um, was very impressive. One sixteen to thirteen points. Galtier Rovers beat them on that day uh, in the second last round of games in the in the um, Group Two of the Championship. And you know Brian Bruce like topped that group that was their only loss in in the group stages. But that was a big result for Galtier Rovers. So they know they have kind of the potential. Of course, Brian Bruce only lost narrowly to Feathered in the final last year. So um, you know the Brian Bruce or Galtier might might fancy you know being able to put it up to this Feathered team. I, I think I think Galtier are a very very good side. Now they have an awful lot of young players as well. I mean, okay, you have the experiences supplied by the likes of Eden Carroll, but some of their young players like the Finans and Keith and Maloney and these girls uh, have been outstanding. And Emer McCarthy has been brilliant for them at midfield. But uh, I just think overall that Feathered might just have that little bit too much. But it's going to be close and it's going to be exciting. The other, that's at three o'clock on uh, Sunday in Sean Tracy Park. As I said, a double header. The second game then is uh, Brian Bruce against Moyle Rovers from five o'clock. Um, Brian Bruce, as I mentioned, there county finalists last year, beaten by Feathered in that final. Uh, they've played for uh, one three and just lost one um, at the aforementioned game against Galtier Rovers. Going up against a, a Moyle Rovers team that have won three games and just lost one. Their only loss being to Feathered. So. On paper, looking at the results so far, this could be a close game. It's definitely going to be a close game, Paul. I mean, my Rovers lost their first game to Feathered, and they've been quite impressive since. I thought in their last game against Mullinahone, I thought they've come out an awful lot. But as you said there, like, uh, Brian Burroughs have been there, done that. They're still around. Uh, OK, they, they, they lost the Galtier Rovers game, but then they bounced back, and they beat what was a very strong commercials team in their final game. I think that was probably the strongest team commercials put out in the championship and Baruch held on by a point. But again, this is going to be a very tight game and I just think I think that Mile Rovers might have that little bit more football. But again, very close game to call. And just before we move on from, from those um, semi-finals, I suppose Mullinahone finishing third in Group 1 won't be featuring in the semi-finals. Come up from the Intermediate, of course, last year. Got to an Intermediate All-Ireland Final. Um, out of their four games, they played, they won two and lost two. Uh, what did you make of their kind of debut season in, in the Senior Championship? I saw them against Timpermore. That was the first match I saw them against. I actually saw both matches, the one that wasn't finished because of the light, and then I saw the refixture. And I was quite impressed with them against Timpermore. But then you have to allow for the fact that Timpermore are only 13 players the second time. Now, I saw them then against uh, my Rovers, and I thought my Rovers had the edge on them all the time. Now, I know Lorraine O'Shea was a big loss to Mullinahone that evening because she went off injured very, very early on in the game. But um, they're still they're still a very good side. And uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting game between themselves and commercials. Again, it's one of these ones that will be very difficult to call because if commercials have all their players available, they have the potential to beat anybody left in that senior B competition. And they seem to be the specialists in this because they've won it the last two years. Yeah, and uh, they play Mullinahone, a doubleheader of the senior B uh, um, yeah. knockout uh, championship games on uh, Sunday, a uh, doubleheader in Latin. First one is at half three, Care against Tartar Southfields. Second one at half five, Mullinahone versus Clonmel Commercials. So that Mullinahone Clonmel game is probably the, you know, that's an eagerly anticipated uh, tie of, from those two teams. Oh, yeah. It, that, I, I think that could be a very, very good game. I think the other game, I'd be very much inclined to fancy Care to win that. I think they've got more to them than Torlis Arsley's. I think Torlis Arsley's big achievement was really beating Templemore which pushed Templemore into the relegation playoff and brought Torlis Arsles into a senior B semi-final. And then uh, if we just drop back to the Intermediate Championship, uh, Borla and Duala are awaiting the winners of Ard Finnan and Kappa White in the final. They meet in Golden at four o'clock on Sunday. So a very busy day of action on Sunday. But Ard Finnan against Kappa White with Borla waiting in, in the final. How do you see this one going? 
Well, in the in the in the group stages, it was very very tight between them. I think Ardvillen won by a point on that occasion, and uh, I think I think there's a big doubt about Laura Dillon's involvement next Sunday. I think she's carrying an injury, which could be a big blow to Ardvillen. And I think if that is the case, I think that would tilt it slightly in Kappa White's favour, who were quite impressive in their last match against Moikarki. Yeah, and that would uh, wait, await Boerlahan then in the final. Finally yeah. then on uh, Friday evening, Feathertown Park at 7 o'clock, Templemore against Aherlow. This is the Senior Championship relegation final. So uh, relegation battles, always uh, tense affairs. So uh, this Templemore against Aherlow game, probably going to be no different. Uh, what way do you see this one playing out? Well, as you said, there a relegation battle is a law unto itself because it's it's a, you know it's the one game you do not want to lose no matter what. And look, it's very surprising to see the likes of Aherlow and Templemore playing in a relegation playoff because it's not something that you would have anticipated at the start of the year, but that's the way it is. And I suppose at the end of the day, I think Aherlow probably have a bit too much for for Templemore, but it's going to be a very very tough game. Yeah, and form often goes out the window in uh, relegation yeah. uh, finals and semi-finals. So that one is uh, eagerly anticipated. Feathertown Park later on at seven o'clock. Um, but Tony Smith, thanks a million for previewing all those games. Um, enjoy the games over the weekend, and thanks for joining us on Across the Line. Thank you, Paul. Tony Smith there helping us preview an exciting weekend of ladies football across the Premier County. Some big knockout championship games down to the semi-finals, of course. We might even get possibly a, a replay of last year's final if results go certain ways. But uh, I'm sure the likes of Galti Rovers and uh, Moyle Rovers will be looking to upset the apple cart there in those senior championship semi-finals. So uh, just before we get to our Greyhound update, going to run you down through some other fixtures happening this weekend. Of course, uh, Rugby and Nina Ormond are playing Young Munster uh, in Nina at half past two on Saturday. That is in the uh, North Munster Charity Cup. So uh, two uh, big names going up against each other there. Soccer fixtures this weekend. The FAI Junior Cup is uh, back in action over the weekend. We still do have some uh, Premier Division games in the NTDL and TSDL. Uh, in the north of the county, our, our Rovers against Barway Rovers on Sunday at 11am. Our Rovers, the home team there. Ballymackey at home to Rare Cross at the same time. Uh, then in the TSDL, just one Premier Division game this weekend. And it is a big one. Peak Villa versus Clonmel Town in Thurless on Sunday at half past three, of course. Uh, if you're listening to uh, Barry Ryan on Extra Time on Monday, he filled us in on some of the issues Clonmel Town are having at the minute. So all eyes will be on Thurless on Sunday afternoon to see how that game gets on. And then uh, some of the FAI uh, Junior Cup first round games, you've Moneygall against Cashel, Care Park against Duala, Bancha Celtic versus V Rovers, Tipperary Town versus Killavilla, uh, Powerstown versus SC and K United, Clonmel Celtic versus Wilderness Rovers, uh, Shinron versus Bursley, and uh, St. Michael's against Ballingarry Albion. And I just want to make sure I haven't left out any fixtures uh, there. Um, I think I just got them all. Money goal against Cashel Town. Also, all those games are on Sunday. So a busy slate of uh, FAI Junior Cup games and local soccer games happening this weekend. So uh, hopefully uh, we have some good games happening there across the county on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. But now, as always, on a Friday evening, it's time to talk dogs with Barry Drake. Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. So it's another busy weekend of Greyhound Racing action with so much to look forward to over the course of the weekend and um, some good local action as well down for decision uh, starting with uh, Clonmel on Friday night of course they have their usual uh, racing programme getting underway there at 7.30 one that caught my eye was uh, Ballygloss Bingo I thought it ran well in defeat last time 
and um, could go very close there in race number eight. That's an A4 contest. Looking for an eight career success there uh, for the local Declan Drohan Kennel in Clanmel. Turles have um, some good competitive action to look forward to on Saturday night, but uh, as I said, looks really competitive, but some good racing um, on show, of course. Um, the Casco um, on race day got off to a flying start there um, last weekend. That's always a, a great competition. And um, as always, we'll be keeping a close eye on that over the course of the uh, last uh, or the next couple of weeks, I should say. It always produces um, some really good greyhounds. The Foxy Devil was a most impressive winner um, in the opening round last uh, Saturday night, winning for Tommy Fletcher. The March youngster won in great style there in 29-13, and that really was a top-class performance there from an exciting youngster. The same can be said about uh, Vis-a-Vis, who won in a stunning time of 28-94. That's trained by Dave Burke uh, for Javier Jern. And uh, this is another April puppy with an exciting future ahead. Uh, they were the uh, standout performer. So as I said, we'll be following that with close interest over the course of the next couple of weeks. Moving on to action uh, in Clonmel on Sunday night, uh, as usual, 7.30 start. And it's featuring the semi-finals of the John White Memorial A2, A3 uh, Perpetual Cup. This is a real good competition and uh, looks a wide open contest. The opening heat um, can go the way of trap number one, Daring Bono. Uh, this one for Michael Mead. It was a 30-30 uh, winner last time. And I think it's got the best of the draw here on the inside of the track. So we can expect that uh, maybe to dominate there from start to finish. It will need a good start. It's owned by James Maguire and uh, Michael Miller. And um, comes here in good form. On to the uh, second um, semi-final. The Councillor was an impressive winner when winning in 30-20 last week for Cork trainer Patrick uh, Barrett. This one is owned by the Mulvey's Gang Syndicate. And it's well drawn here on the inside of the track. And that's another one that will be hoping to dominate from start to finish. Um, looks a, a good opportunity to maintain its winning form. So that's the action in Clonmel uh, on Sunday night. Back to the big classic action down in Curraheen Park in Cork um, on a Saturday night. Of course, the 30,000 jaws to the winner, Bear One Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels. Uh, delivered some uh, spectacular performance, performances in the opening round. Big Tipperary interest in the competition. Radical Hero was a 28-12 winner last week for Tommy O'Donovan. He's got good claims in the second heat, but um, it won't be straightforward uh, with the likes of Move Too Soon in trap number one for Graham Holland. Or um, local trainer Karen Lynch, I should say, a big player. Speaking of Graham Holland, he's got the Antiques Post favourite, Swords Rex, who was third in the final uh, last year, turned over last week when finishing third, but it was a good performance in defeat, and he'll be expected to get back to winning ways there in heat number three. Elsewhere uh, in the second round of the Lawrence, Carigaldo is a leading player for outright glory. He'll be very hard to beat over the course of the next couple of weeks. He can win heat number four uh, for trainer David Murray. Uh, Pat Buckley, of course, the Kappa White trainer, had one of the stars in the opening round in the shape of Glengar uh, Merta there. 28-13, that was a powerful performance, and she'll be all the rage there uh, in heat number five. But Jack Tavern Bolt, another one for Graham Holland, who's won his last six around Curraheen Park, He's in superb form and he's another big player there uh, for the Tipperary trainer. So it's all to play for uh, down in Cork over the course of the next couple of weeks. Massive crowd 
in attendance there um, last Saturday night, which was great to see. And no doubt we'll expect that more of the same there in the coming weeks. Of course, the final will take place on the 14th of October. Also in Shelburne Park, we have the Time Greyhound Nutrition um, Juvenile Derby, which is always one of the highlights in the race in Canada. And it certainly hasn't let us down uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. A couple of uh, top-class performances once again on Saturday night. Droopy's flight line winning in 28-13 for Robert Gleeson. Uh, Groucho's Duke winning for trainer John Byrne in 28-35. 28-34 from Deadly Jet uh, for trainer Carl Ramsbottom. And Ballinakil Alf set the standard once again for Golden-based trainer Graham Holland in 28-0-10. That, of course... Um, uh, the semi-finals take place in Shelburne Park on Saturday night and I think Ballinakil Alf is very much the one to beat there for trainer Graham Holland and in predicting a winner uh, for the Laurels I'm going to go with uh, Carrick Aldo I think he's the one to follow down in Cork over the course of the next couple of weeks and my many thanks to Barry Drake there giving us our weekly Greyhound update giving us uh, all the rundown on everything happening in the world of Greyhound racing both locally here in Tipperary and further afield so that's just about all we've got time for for this week's show. I'd like to thank all my my guests for making the show possible and you, the listeners, for tuning in. We'll, have, uh, we'll be looking forward to the hurling uh, semi-final weekend next weekend. It's mad to think that it's uh, rolling around so quick, but uh, enjoy the football this weekend and all the camogie and ladies football and soccer and rugby action, everything that's going on over the weekend here in Tipperary. And until next week's edition of Across the Line, it's bye for now.